All right, and you are coming back to the Free Associates. You guys know this song, don't you? Come on. What, what is? I, um, are you guys coming? No, no, no. Old, old little sing. No, no, I did hear it. What once. is the? It's the graduation song. What is it yeah. called? Okay, cool. At least you know no, it's a graduation yeah. song. It's called Pomp and Circumstance. Pomp and Circumstance. All Lil Sing is the... All Lang Syne is the New Year's thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is our dance remix for it. Now, you guys know... <laughs> this is the worst remix <laughs> ever. Oh, it's awesome. It's Come just on, somebody man. hit the MIDI button wrong. Can you imagine like a bunch the... of people going up and getting their diplomas to this? <laughs> like a rock step? Now, just um, a bunch of awkward white old people. Just polyester like uh, yeah. polyester <laughs> caps and gowns. Now, all right. Now, listen... Uh, we always pre-associate on this, and it's now my guest turn to pre-associate. Now, Waylon has had quite a journey with this. He's either interrupting people, describing things on the paper. Last time, he basically had some weird system to pre-associate. <laughs> Two times ago, he had written a speech, a pre-association speech. None of this is hands. correct. None of this is what you're supposed to do when you pre-associate. You know, Waylon is just too too knowledge-heavy to be able to really pre-associate. Well, and I'm going to say this. You gave yourself a 98 on the other one. 98.6. The temperature of the human body. Six seconds of it was contemplating, like, you had an existential crisis where you didn't talk for the first six So what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Give myself a bad grade when I'm feeling down? You've been really, I don't know, you woke up with this Canopy Lake traumatizing experience or something. really bad. You really had it in your head over there. It's really bad. It's almost as bad as this music. (laughs) (laughs) Just leave it for the entire... Yeah, let's the entire second whole episode. <laughs> okay, so uh, you guys need to free associate in three, two, one. Oh, Mass Mocha. Go into Mass Mocha. Grades wow. of our forefathers. I hit an intersection and there was a car coming and I wasn't sure if they were going to stop. And so I just stopped and they didn't. And they stopped too. There is a treasure that is buried off in oh, Ireland is in Virginia. <laughs> do, you, do you hear the yeah. method? There's some weird method going <laughs> Kinda on. Kind of be late. Kind of be late. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know tears, what? Tears. Tears <laughs> of a roller coaster on Canopy Lake. Just, Mom didn't buy me ice cream. <laughs> just so you know, it's just a big, my freest, well, I don't usually show you, tell, tell the listener what the drawing is, just a big X. So I thought that was really difficult. Do you guys want your grade? Single or in the uh, group? Oh, we're, we're we, I don't know, we we're socialists? Going, I guess yeah, we're, we're going to yeah, go. Live together, team. die together. Solidarity, baby. I'm going to go ahead and, and give you guys a 84 on that. 84. And that's being yeah. nice. That's being Very nice. Very Orwellian. <laughs> that's, yeah, right, exactly. Um, okay, so we're coming back to the Free Associates. And like I said, the freeassociates.us has our reading and our access to podcast land. And we are talking about the expensive college. Now, we've been talking about how it is perhaps a finishing school. I think it's a class sorter as much as anything else. I mean, I, I stand by that. Now, there are numbers that can back that up, um, which is a little depressing to think about, right? Because that's not exactly what college is there for. Although for a lot of history, that is kind of what colleges were. Do you think it's continuing slash will continue to do so? Okay, so that's, I think, a, a really good question to kind of unroll for the second part. Because, Daddy Wags, you have two students, two yeah. kids, yeah. two, uh, what do they call them? Kids? Children. 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 <laughs> Teenagers. Gonna, what do they call those creatures? Yeah. Who are going to be going into college. Creatures. And, Wasn't that part well, of the yeah. article? Yeah. Mr. Daniels. I have rare creatures. Oh, right. <laughs> or not so rare creatures. Yeah, that, that was pretty dumb. Yeah. Um, the... You know, you asked, like, how could you do college? One way you could not do college but have the same experience is moving to the city. 
mm-hmm. than being part of a kind of like the downtown-ish arts community. And there's quite a few people who do that, and that can have the same effect. You know, like if my kid wanted to be a restaurateur, I'd be like, well, why don't you go for six years and work in restaurants in lower Manhattan and really right. understand the business, and then I'll give you the money we were going to spend on college. And, mm-hmm. you know, sure. I go think ahead. the difference here is that... I see college as almost like an institutionally sanctioned commune with no real leader. And Mm. for those four years, there are certain individuals that may kind of rise to leadership positions and then there's then leave because they graduated and then these vacuums are filled and it's oh. a constant perpetual cycle of this i'm thinking for instance at the daily collegian oh. i did oh, uh, this radio station yeah, yeah. Uh, in this radio station so i did photography for the daily collegian when i was here during my undergrad and i don't think i ever saw a single quote-unquote adult everything mm. was run by the students which it should be but also students would graduate and then all of a sudden you're like who's going to be the next person so it's this constant idea of you're kind of constantly in flux and figuring it out mm-hmm. and there's no roadmap to say you know this is who comes next or this is how it's supposed to be so i think that that learning about yourself is also learning about what societies that you build yeah and it's it's like kind of like a constantly um, shifting sandbox in which you're building things and they, things are kind of moving around. And, and I think that that's one of the most important things. I, I would argue Bohemia is like that too, but yeah. but perhaps not to that level. I think it's a really good point. But one thing about if you're moving into the city, say, like, mm-hmm. like you suggest, um, as opposed to being at a, at a college campus, the campus is a little bit of ride the bicycle with training wheels in that, in that yeah. you, you still learn the mechanics of how to how to operate this machine, but if you mess up, there are there are those training wheels that are going to keep you more or less going. I'm not to say that kids in college can't mess themselves up in a in a bad way, but there are a lot more mechanisms in place for them to to keep them going in the right direction than there are if you just you know get an apartment downtown and you're jumping into some kind of uh, workforce. Um, yeah, yeah. So, but you know, but the, when you describe it that way, that makes me want to send my kid to the city not college because you are making it sound like kind of like you're using the word training wheels they talk about in the other article the lazy rivers that they install at these colleges it does make it seem pampered actually like that what you described does not excite me as a parent or i mean i can't really speak to it because i'm not 18 anymore but like uh i'd rather have my kid thrown into at least like maybe I do I, I don't you know I'm I'm not close to having my kids go off and leave the house I don't know what that feels like but I worry sometimes that perhaps it's a little bit too soft of a transition you know I mean I suppose where you, it depends where you go but I but I do think there's yeah. a lot I mean I think training wheels probably is a bit of an exaggeration because there is a lot of leeway to to follow over maybe it's more about you know, riding, if, to use the bicycle metaphors, riding along in such a way that if you do fall, you're falling on something that's maybe not as harsh, not a bed of nails. You yeah. know, but you still can, you can still fail spectacularly in, in college yeah. and and have your life get, I mean, I remember so many, so many kids I went to college with who had some major things happen where they just were gone. And I always wonder what happened to some of these folks. I imagine many of them survived. Maybe some of them have thrived. But certainly yeah, that experience was really, a, was really a tough thing. And well, I, I, you know, I think about that with my kids. Yeah. They're going to be, they've got to, 
you know, I think about, oh, are, are they capable of of navigating? And I, you know, I generally have to say, yeah. Yeah, I, I hope. I think so. I would think so. Yeah. Uh, knowing your son, I, yeah. I don't. I don't know your daughter yet, but I might have her in class. Um, I wonder almost if it's a softness that lures people to get kicked out. Like, like in the real world, like when you're facing like getting losing your house or rent, it's a real motivator. Sometimes I wonder if the kind of gradualism of college and administration and stuff like that kind of lulls you to sleep. You talk about your friends who were on probation and then they were gone, you know. What was it their experience like for them? What was it like for them to leave? Have uh, you stayed in touch with any of them? Oh, because, yes. And, okay. And some of them even came back and finished, you yeah. know. Once you get put on, so it's like probation and then kind of suspension for a semester and then it's like, you know. Yeah. But uh, I think that there's a certain level of, well, one societal expectation that you're going to do go all the way through this. I mean, if you look at the even just from the economic standard, bring it back to the economics of all this, you are punished if you don't have a bachelor's. the The jump in pay yeah. in salary from a bachelor's they to talk about this even an associate's and a and uh, non degree yeah. is is really significant. So it's almost a requirement at this point to you know enter to any sort class, of middle almost. class. Yeah. Uh, Mm. But, uh, no, I think that the, it was that, and I think that uh, the idea that you were either suspended or put on probation became this kind of societal shame or embarrassment that mm-hmm. came associated with it. Uh, and so, uh, more so, maybe, uh, for those individuals that found themselves in that situation, of the actual academic implications or the the life implications, because those things have a, a an effect later down the li- later down the line. When you, if you get kicked out of school, you're going to it's like over the, your entire span, like over your entire life, that's the difference between half a million dollars. But you're not thinking of that when you get kicked no. out. You're just thinking about trying to tell everybody that you know how you got kicked why you got kicked out and you right. have to you have to kind of face those realizations to yourself and to the society in the in that quote-unquote commune that i was talking about uh you have to kind of face that music right there so it's I think tough that, that, that was, is tough and then you got to go home you yeah. know i sometimes see former students kind of uh wandering around town or, or yeah, working yeah, yeah. and i don't honestly know and i don't pry but sometimes i'm like something happened at college i mean it naturally happens yeah, and that is tough music to face. In some ways, that's the toughest kind of music because it's uh, approval of your peers mm. and the fear of falling behind. I actually, just in terms of disclosure, it's funny I hadn't even considered this, but I left school after my sophomore year. I dropped out of college, and um, and in some ways, I was on probation. It was a very small probation. They wanted me to rewrite my sophomore essay, which you know, if I could find it, <laughs> if I could find it, I think I would totally agree with them. I had basically written, explained all of uh, all of the way the world worked in twelve pages instead mm. of doing what I was supposed to do, which was talk about one very specific and small thing. So they had every right to. They're put like, me this in. is supposed to be about Hamlet. <laughs> Oh, not You're even. Like, we gotta take down the system. <laughs> not even Hamlet. It's like supposed to be about one scene and one scene of Hamlet. So yeah. I really wasn't doing the assignment, and I left. I left, and I went home, and that was really a hard year, uh, very hard year, uh, hard hardest one. I guess maybe uh, outside of seventh grade, hardest year of my life. And then I moved to New York. So when I'm bringing this up, this is relevant because mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. That's what I did. I moved to New York to be a writer. Now, I, I had the advantage of having parents who had some means, you know, not not rich, but upper middle class. And I had had enough 
cultural cues. And I have to say that um, one of my big supporters when I was in New York was someone who went to my college who had a fair bit of money. I didn't know him in college, but I met him after. And I was part of that social. I tapped into, when I went to New York, my college network because I had friends in the network. And that put me in proximity with all kinds of people. I wouldn't have met my wife probably if I hadn't gone to the college I went to. That's all connected. And you know, when you, you know, you got, you understand this, and I think you both understand that these networks are really powerful engines for proximity, and proximity equals opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, just in, in terms of disclosure, I don't know why it hadn't even occurred to me. And then mm. I went back, you know, the, to bring this up in this conversation, but I am the, the guy who dropped out, you know, right. and then wandered uh, for a lot of times. And when I met my wife, I had to go finish my undergraduate and then get my master's to teach. And it wasn't hard then because I was all grown up and I had put on big shows and recorded albums and did all kinds of stuff that built, built that executive function. So... Uh, but my, so I think that's why I was really arguing for my my experience a little bit is that like tapping into my college's network in New York is what led everywhere else, and then I somehow got into the RISD crowd too because of the arts and that and then but you know, and I don't want to I'm losing oxygen but I the other thing is I've known a number of really smart really smart people who were in the artist community who didn't go to college and it really bugged them that they didn't go to college or finish college in a way I never understood like to me I was like why do you care it's total nonsense you've you've managed to get into this world without that like I, I, I admire that but it really bugged them and it wasn't just a couple it was like five or six different people who really felt um not that they had missed an experience, they felt bad about themselves. I think that what it comes down to is that piece of paper is not necessarily about any professional skill set that you have. That piece of paper is about the discipline of staying mm-hmm. somewhere for for four years. Yeah, uh-huh. and it really, especially with something subjective like art, I think that there's no real way to gauge that art in in a, any kind of equitable way i mean there might be a couple of no, algorithms to say how much time you spent versus no. how much on yeah. materials it's versus this that but so. it's wildly there's a wild spectrum of what's going on there so whatever just having that piece of paper said that you were disciplined enough in your life to with all the distractions that are included in in that time at college you got through and there's some the GPA is a quantifiable way of how yeah, much yeah. that you've actually done. Yeah, and it also <clears throat> it also puts you on the on the on the right side of a societal sorting mechanism that that, that puts you in the pile of people who have have done this. And so right. even if you've even if you did come out of the other end and and you know are doing great as an artist or whatever, there is I understand why there would be that thing in the back of the head of some people. Not everybody. Some people probably are like, hey, look where I am now. Who cares? Yeah. But I always think of this as kind of a you know, it's it's about opportunity. Where where are we going to find our opportunity? And for some people, being in college is the place where we find opportunity. I mean, you just talked about all the different things that that even when you were out of college, uh, that came about knowing people who were in the same college as you and how you met different people and how you found opportunities. And that's that's part of that's part of the college experience that we that we don't think of when we're paying that tuition bill. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, going back to where we started this conversation, if the tuition bill is really high and the kid okay. then has to yeah. pull out a big, big loan, 
then that closes down the opportunities. You know, in the same way that if you don't go to college but right. you get an apartment downtown and it costs you a ton of money, your opportunities are very much more narrow because you Things can't just explore anything you want to explore. Things are finite. You know, we don't. We no one has. Well, not no one, but infinite resources are are rare. Um, Waylon? When, just bringing it almost on a kind of side note on this, but just on the on a path about just college and the economics of it. I think that in America, it's our costs are so kind of are high comparatively speaking. Is because for to get those loans, you get those loans for you know four years, right? You've essentially for those four years, you you can and. People work side jobs, this, that, the other thing. But you can pause your adult life for those four years. Mm-hmm. You pause. You don't. The the biggest kind of threat to people that kind of drop out is that they enter the workforce and then all of a sudden, boom! It's like, you know, like you're in the rat race and it's really hard to go back to school. So the it's mm-hmm. it's the idea that you can pause for four years, the, the not working full time and not becoming a you know a like authenticated adult that is so invaluable mm-hmm. that idea that you can just you can do that for 4 years of your life and put everything on hold and worry about it later is it's really kind of it's a crazy thing to think about really so can you put a price on the idea that you don't have to work and all you need to do is dedicate yourself to the the connections that you make, the the life lessons that you learn, and the academic knowledge that you, that well, you yeah. get. And I, I couldn't agree with you more. And what we haven't talked about is how awesome college is. Mm-hmm. Like it is such a it really is a golden age. It's this honeymoon period of adulthood where that i mean that's the best way to describe it you know you're engaged in the coupling with adulthood but you're not everything is i mean some people struggle in college but and i did too but i loved it and i built really strong friendships so there's that too whereas yeah. it really is a luxury i, I mean, ran i ran into a student a couple nights ago at big y and he's currently at umass and i think he's a sophomore now and we're we're talking and he goes yeah he goes uh, he's like, classes only Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I was like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Imagine <laughs> you're $30,000. That's I think that's the average, right? Imagine $30,000 for one year to just work on yourself in development for Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then you have all that other time off. Yeah. Now, there's other things. you got to go home and you have to, you know, summers and this, that, the other thing. But... Everything in your life, room, board, every, uh, all the things that you need for shelter and food and, and, and being here and there are accounted for for $30,000. Yeah. Now, I'm kind of play, I'm, I'm getting into this kind of like weird devil's advocate stuff, but that's a pretty good deal. Like I, you know, like my first year of teaching, I was making $48,000 to work 40 hours a week. And then I have to pay for my room and board and all of this stuff. Like... At the end of the day, <laughs> to to if thirty thousand dollars and you put that on a well, thirty thousand is is a good is you know compared to a lot of these universities, mm-hmm. you know. So thirty thousand is is a kind of affordable thing. Yeah, but Public no, I, 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 get, I get your point. I get your point. I do have to say, 
The opposite side of what you guys were talking about, and particularly you, Daddy Wags, is that you're basically training people to be cogs in the machine and just work the system. Like, with a favorable way to see it is, like, you're learning how to be an adult. The other way is, like, can you just uh, cross your T's and dot your I's so that you can just keep, you know, moving along the conveyor belt? You know? yeah, <laughs> it sounds like a 90s I mean, that's one punk path. band lyrics. But. But, your, but your paths are not necessarily... Uh, predetermined you know you can become that and yeah. that be, may be what you do for those four years but it also might be that you jam all your classes into tuesdays and thursdays and on mondays wednesdays and fridays and maybe even on your weekends you just totally explore your passions the things that really drive you sure and you Start become like this and ways it something yeah you become you join a you get a band show. you get a, yeah. you get a great radio show here you know at the wmua or like you just do something that really makes you that that you know makes makes your your hair stand up on end, and yeah. that would be really that's that's a cool cool value right there. I have to say, I went to two colleges. Uh, 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 one was a kind of not an elite a private school, but small, like partic- very particular. St. John's College is a great books program, and it's a very specific thing. And then I went to Brooklyn College, which was part of the City University of New York, and um, I enjoyed both of them for different reasons. But in terms of learning how to navigate the world those public schools are really good because they're really there's a huge bureaucracy to them and they're baroque and not transparent and you really have to be on your game to get moved through it and not get caught up because they're not holding your hand i mean brooklyn college did not hold my hand i had to be on top of everything and because i was a little older i helped the other students in the masters program i'm like listen you better look at that because that's going to bite you later. Like, you, you can't just shrug this off right now. Like, you mm. need that course right now. And guess what? They only offer it every two years. Do you want to add two years to your master's degree? Like, wake yeah. up, wake up. And I enjoyed that. That was really useful for me at that time because I had the muscles to do it. It wasn't hard for me, but it was different from the small private school I went to where they were like, how are you feeling? <laughs> I'm feeling like I'm not going to be here next year. <laughs> That's how I'm feeling. And I left. I left to write, but I was put on probation. So, you know. Um, okay. We have our closing credit music here. Father John Misty, I bet this guy didn't go to college. Yeah, and he probably, you know, self-loathes about it too. He might. Yeah, he was, he was, Father John Misty, his parents were like Pentecostalist, and and he's like, oh, I just do exactly what my parents do. I sing songs about the apocalypse. <laughs> it's the same thing. So I'd be curious what his trajectory is. I feel like I'd like him for about an hour, and then we would have a falling out. Yeah. Yeah. So guys, Waylon's confused. It doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> just reassociating, my friend. Now, we always talk about what's on our plate for the week, for the year, for the next decade, or whatever. Daddy Wags, what's T- up for you? Today, today, I've got to go uh, watch some fights. That's part of my, my life, is job. watching fights. i got to go watch this Sweet. man from, uh, from New Zealand named Israel Adesanya, the middleweight champion of the world in okay. uh, the UFC. He's defending his fight, his championship against 42-year-old Cuban Yoel Romero, former Olympic wrestler. Huh. It's going to be wild. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be insane. And it's going to keep me up till 3 in the morning. Is it really? Yes. Because <laughs> oh, why? Because it happens in Las Vegas at yeah, okay. 1 end till 1 a.m. Okay. Okay, I got it. That sounds really exciting. Very <laughs> cool. Uh, whale, whale dog? 
Got an indoor soccer game tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what and, you're doing uh, these days. And pretty, pretty low-key weekend. Probably needed one, so. Right. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, Waylon just got a perhaps a second van, so oh, his life yeah. is really looking good. I got a right call. Now. Yeah, I got a call. The guy. So very um, quickly, Cumbies. I was at Cumbies gas station. Guy comes up, goes, "I have the same van. Do you want it?" Really? Safe 1988 Toyota van. He's gonna give it to me. Wow. Knock on wood. I haven't seen the title yet. Or what color is it? Uh, light blue needs to be and needs needs some work, but you know, it's just that's the way the world works sometimes. <laughs> he's he's you're a very fortunate person, but you put yourself out there. Well, speaking of that, uh, I am gonna go get a free trampoline for the family. So disassemble a trampoline and put it back in the backyard. So the kids are very excited about that. Mm. My kids are so beautiful; they get excited about the simplest things, like getting a bagel and stuff like that. So this that sounds like me. That's glorious. It's glorious. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks so much for listening to Free Associates. We will be back because we will be back, and we want you to free associate and have a great week. Bye bye.